like to get right into the Word this morning, and if you have your Bibles, I'd like to turn to Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 11, I want to look at verse number 3. I have entitled the message, Holy Ghost Movement, I want to discuss that a little bit, share a little bit about what the Lord has put upon my heart this morning concerning the great move of the Holy Spirit from the front of the Bible, which we would call the book of Genesis, all the way through the Bible. I want to look at one verse. It's verse number 3 found in Hebrews chapter 3. I've entitled the message, Holy Ghost Movement. And the Bible says in the third verse, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. Can I say all of our understanding of God's work at creation comes as we accept His Word by faith. The understanding of His Word is always a function of the Holy Ghost. You don't understand anything in the Bible. You don't have inspirational unction from the Holy One as you read outside of the function of the Holy Ghost. Science cannot give us all of our answers for creation. Only it can confirm it if it will. Amen. And I thank God for creation scientists. All the creative work of God is done by the Holy Ghost. The creative work of God depends upon all things, depends on nothing, I should say, that pre-existed. I want to read the verse again. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. That's, that's pretty basic and pretty simple. And I mean, that's not asking you to stretch your faith at all. It's simply saying that God framed the worlds by His Word and we accept it by faith. I want to go to Psalms chapter 33 in the Old Testament. I'm not going to keep you a long time. I'm just going to share some scripture with you. Psalms chapter 33. And David says in the sixth verse, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. Verse 9. For he spake and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. Verse 11 says, The counsel of the Lord standeth forever, the thoughts of his earth for all generations, thoughts of his heart for all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people whom he hath chosen for his own inheritance. Verse 14, from the place of his habitation, he looketh upon the inhabitants of the earth. His creation is what God sees from the place of his habitation. God has proved to be forever faithful to his word. Amen. Can you say that with me this morning? God has proved to be forever faithful to His 
word. We understand by faith that through the word, God brought forth all that we have in creation. And so God honors that. The Bible says he forever looketh, or he looketh upon all the inhabitants, the inhabitants of the earth. Man, that's powerful, isn't it? One of the things I know about creation is that the Holy Spirit is the moving force of God's spoken word. When you go out to testify and you say, oh, I thank God he brought those scriptures back to my mind to share. Understand also that it is the Holy Ghost that brings those things to your remembrance. It is the Holy Ghost moving upon the Word of God. And when the Holy Ghost moves upon the Word of God, creation or recreation or those things that has the intent of the Word of God will come to pass. I like that dynamics this morning. The Holy Spirit was not something that God just looked down in history and said, you know what, I'm going to give it on the day of Pentecost. No, I believe the Holy Ghost moved from the very beginning, and I believe the Holy Ghost is going to move at the very end, and I believe it's the Holy Ghost that's taken us to the other side. Somebody said when Jesus Christ left <clears throat> this earth, ascended up into heaven, and sent us the Holy Spirit. Now, there's a lot of names for the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, a lot of names. I mean, you can just read them, and, and perhaps in some of the scriptures we might share one or so. But can I say to you that there's only one vicar of Christ? It is not the church. It is not a church. It is not the Pope of Rome. The vicar of Christ is the Holy Ghost. Do you understand that? Without the Holy Ghost in your life, you wouldn't be saved. Without the Holy Ghost in your life, you would not comprehend any of the word that you share. You'd just be like reading another book. But brother, I'm telling you something this morning. There is a Holy Ghost movement going on inside the child of God. I want to go to Genesis chapter 1. I want to share just a little bit of scripture. And I'll turn there rather fast. Genesis chapter 1, verse number 1. The Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, that doesn't mean it was the beginning of God's existence. just means that it was the beginning of the heaven and the earth. Verse number 2. And the earth was without form. It was void. Nothingness. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. And or until the Spirit of God moved Upon the face of the waters. Can I tell you this morning, creation is the re result of the Holy Ghost moving upon the Word of God. That's when all things came into existence and order. You see, the Spirit brought forth God's intention. God spoke His intent and the Spirit moved. And thus we have the heavens and the earth. And as far as I'm concerned, that settles it. Amen? I can't prove no other way outside of this book, and the movement of God's Word, you know, and God's Spirit upon my heart. 
You see, the Holy Spirit discloses God and God's intent. He's God's power in operation. When the Word moved, it is the Holy Spirit moving in the revelation of God and His thoughts. Think about it. When the Holy Spirit gets, when you get up in the morning and the Holy Spirit says something to you and speaks to you, maybe in a special way, do this, don't do that, do this, go there, whatever it might be, the Holy Spirit, if it is the Holy Spirit, He's revealing to you God's intent for you for that day. Faith and the practice of faith moves everything upon the Word of God. That's why I have a problem sometimes when people say, oh, I, you know, I do everything by faith. And sometimes, <clears throat> you know, you look and you think, well, Lord forbid that I'd be the judge. But it don't look to me like that God would be saying that. Now, I could be wrong. You see, but the Holy Spirit only moves according to the will and the thoughts and the intents of the Heavenly Father. You see, the Bible says that God is a spirit. And we believe that the Holy Spirit is truly a spirit. So there's two great spiritual forces out there? No. No. There's one divine spirit. Amen? Amen. There's one divine spirit. Now the manifestation of how God moves and what God does oftentimes will, <clears throat> you know, you be talking about this or you'd be talking about that and you're not, you know, you're not even thinking on the context of being two or one or however many you want to discuss. But what I do like here is this, that the Spirit of God moved upon the Word. <clears throat> and when the Spirit of God moved upon the Word, the intents of God came to pass. Can you say amen to that? I want to look here in Genesis chapter Two, Genesis chapter 2, or let's just, no, the 26th verse. Let's just look at the 26th verse of the same first chapter. The Bible says in verse 26, For God said, Yahweh said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. Now, I know that our, our throws a lot of people, and I'm not here <clears throat> preaching that this morning. But I want to come to verse number 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he, him, male and female created he, them. Now my thought is this in this message. <clears throat> that as God speaks through the word, the Holy Ghost still moves. Just a little side note to put in there somewhere and just and, and just let it let it govern you when you're reading the word of God. Now let me just bring something to your attention. Nothing God used in creating the heavens and the earth preexisted other than the word. There was no material thing that preexisted that God had to use in his creation. Until he created Adam. And there he did use a pre-existing matter. It wasn't an old substance. In fact, it was formed on day three. It was called dirt. It was called earth. 
And God used that pre-existed Adam, but it didn't pre-exist God at all. And then I got to looking at that, and I thought, hmm, not an old substance. It was a third-day substance. Then I got to looking and thinking, and not only did he create Adam, he created all the beasts of the field of that same matter, that same substance. And then I got to thinking about Eve, and I thought, well, there's something differs a little bit about Eve, and the Bible says that she was made from Adam's rib. But the Bible does say in the 27th verse, so God created man in his own image or in his own likeness, in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. When I just think about creation, I'll tell you something, there's the limits that I have to go to because I can't go beyond those limits. But I'm telling you something, it stirs up everything on the inside of my faith that to believe that God had a plan. He had an intention. He spoke the word that He intended. When He spoke the word that He intended, the Holy Ghost began to move. And because the Holy Ghost began to move, the will of God was formed, bless God. And when I think about that, that is staggering. God somehow, and I I tell you something when I think about this, somehow God not only knew that He loved us, but He knew in the process He would find out whether or not we would love Him. He says in His words simply, He said, If you love me, keep my commandments. Keep my word. Keep the things that come from me. It's a pretty good test oftentimes to see if you're in God's will, is how do you line up with the Word of God? And if you don't line up with the Word of God, how could you expect the Word of God, how could you expect the Holy Ghost to honor the Word of God? Somebody says, oh, Brother Lee, this all gets complicated. No, it doesn't. It all comes by faith. I don't care whether you believe that God is one, two, or three. I'm not here preaching that this morning. It doesn't have anything to do with what I'm preaching. I'm just preaching that there was an intent God had at some point in his existence. And God spoke. He literally spoke the world. He literally spoke Adam, mankind, into existence. Now, there was a little process here and there. He had to tweak a few things here and there. But the Bible says at the end of the creation that he looked upon everything that he had made. And the Bible said it was very, very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Now when Jesus said the words, I speak, are spirit and they are life, he was simply saying they are Holy Ghost words that proceedeth from the inner being of him that is eternal, the I am of eternity, and the I am of forever. That's pretty powerful. I want to go to Romans chapter 13. Let's go to the New Testament. Romans chapter 13. Sometimes... We read the Bible, read the Bible we, we don't get turned on. on. That's a modern, modern terminology, 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 turned on. 
It's like the light switch. Why is the light switch there? It's there to control the light. You can flip it on, you can flip it off. But God's Word is so designed that if you allow, you flip on, you turn on the desire of the Holy Spirit when you read the Word of God, it will happen. Amen? It will happen. The Bible says in Romans chapter 13, verse number 11, knowing the time, we've talked about God, how He honors time, knowing the time that now it is high time, high time, to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation, or you could say redemption, uh, the new things that God has in store for us. You could say it's time to wake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we first believed. That's pretty powerful scripture. I want to drop down to verse number 14, and I'll show you something a little bit more powerful than that. Put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. Now, of course, it's not saying, you know, you don't have to do certain things in the flesh. That, that could be bore out if we would read a little more or study a little bit more. But number one, my number one thought is this. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. What does that mean? It means like to sink into a garment. To sink into, put on. We've seen people that sunk into a garment that didn't, didn't expand enough. <laughs> and so they really filled up the garment. You get the idea. You get the general thought here. Submerge yourself. That's what it means. When it says put on Christ, it means to sink in, to submerge. It means to descend. It means to dig into. It means to in. Vest. You just go in vest. You put on Christ. There's something to this. When you put on Christ, you put on the pre-existing one. You put on the substance of Christ. It can't be seen with the human eye. It is of a divine nature, bless God. The divine nature is that quality associated with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. It is a state of being. A believer, not only was I made in the likeness of Christ and made in His image, I've been given the opportunity now that I can put on Christ. The very same substance. It's of that substance. I don't know if I would ever be 100% in this life. I don't know that. And I know it's probably a daily work just like I get up and I put on my shoes. Well, I put on my pants and my shoes and my shirt and I get ready for that day. It's the same way if I put on Christ. You see, we all get kind of caught up in work. We all get kind of caught up in the activity of regular life. But the putting on of Christ is a daily thing. Amen? I believe it is. I believe if you want the substance, the divine substance that's of Him, that divine nature, then you've got to put it on, bless God. It's a state of being. Never wears out. Never gets old. It's always fresh and it's always alive. Go with me to John chapter 1 in the New Testament. John chapter 1. I'm looking at verse 1. 
I've entitled the message Holy Ghost Movement, and I like to believe that everywhere I walk, everywhere I go, would be of a Holy Ghost movement or an indwelling or a putting on of Christ, a submerging into Christ before I ever even attempt to do anything in this old life. I'd like to believe that. I, I, I certainly hope that. By faith, that's my prayer. The Bible says, in the beginning. Again, it was not the, the beginning of God. It wasn't the beginning of His Word. It's just telling us something, revealing something to us. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It was that same substance. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Say this with me. Not anything. Not anything. So you get the idea. There was nothing made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Verse 10. For He was in the world, and the world was made by Him, and the world knew Him not. Think about it. He had this desire to speak the intents of his heart, bring about the heavens and the earth, not the heavens where God abides, but perhaps the heaven where the moon and the stars and, and planets abide. Perhaps that's what he's talking about. The Bible said he was in the world which he had made, and yet the world knew him not. Even worse than that, the Bible says in verse 11, he came unto his own, and his own received him not. Oh, that'll break your heart. Amen? That'll break your heart. But as many, thank God for this, but as many as received Him, praise the Lord, as many as have put Him on, willing to put Him on, to submerge into Him, the Bible says to them, gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name or the authority of His name. That's pretty powerful. Oh, that's powerful this morning. He gave them power to become the sons of God. Not only did the Holy Ghost move upon the Word when the worlds came into existence, but when you were recreated, when you were born again, the Holy Ghost came into your life and, bless God, gave you the power to become a son or a child or a daughter of God. Hallelujah. You didn't have that authority before. You couldn't earn it in any way whatsoever. You couldn't think about it. You couldn't pray about it enough to get saved on your own. Thank God for those songs we shared today. Not just the last three or four speaking about the blood, but the songs that were sang today. They were a blessing to my heart. I know they were a blessing unto God. Because God honors His Word. And as His Word was put to song, the Holy Ghost was moving upon hearts. Oh, hallelujah. The Bible says, Those which were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but born of God. For the Word was made flesh, literally became flesh. I like that, really that better than the word made. The Bible says the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. 
And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Verse 18, no man hath seen God at any time, but the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. That's the inner workings of the Father's heart. The Word, the Word declared him or manifest him. You see, creation did not happen just so we would love the Creator, but also so the Creator could love us. I like that. God never stopped loving Adam when Adam sinned. The power to create Adam is forever also at work in the power of the love of God. I want to go to John chapter John chapter 16. John chapter 16. Real, real quick. He spoke these words to the apostles, gave these words to the believer. John chapter 15. John chapter 15, verse number 26. I only want one verse. For when the Comforter, and again here, awful easily I could say, for when the Victor of Christ comes whom I will send unto you from the Father, the Spirit of truth which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify or give witness of me. In other words, he comes forth from the Father. He sprang forth from the Father. He flows from the Father. He issues out unto the Father. He originates. I could go on and on and on, but you get the picture. John chapter 16, real quick. He said in verse number 7, Howbeit when He, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you into all truth, for He shall not speak of Himself, but whatsoever He shall hear, that shall He speak, and He will show you things to come. Well, I like that. He's talking about the Holy Ghost. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. I mean, some of those things are going to be future. Some's going to be far in the distance. We've talked about how the Holy Spirit does that. Well, I'll tell you one thing. He doesn't give it all to you in one package. I've found that the way the Holy Spirit works is this, step by step. Hmm? What good would it do you to know everything that was going to transpire in the millennium? There's a lot of preachers preach about it. I think sometimes they don't preach anything but the millennium. I don't know nothing about the millennium. I don't know nothing about it. Jesus never said a word about it. But I believe in it. By faith, I believe in it. I, I put my faith in it. But I'm just simply saying, does he expect us to know everything before, you know, we can start enjoying our walk with him? No. The Holy Spirit comes because we've invited Him in, and when we invite Him in, He will walk with us. He will lead us and guide us and teach us and show us things to come step by step. Some people take a big step. Some people take a little step. Nonetheless, these are the days of Holy Ghost leadership. Jesus said, don't put your trust and your faith in man. Why? Well, man will fail you. But you can trust in the Holy Spirit. You can trust in the divine move on God's Word. You can trust in that. Why? 
because God, God has issued it this way to be done. Holy Ghost leadership. Most people think, well, if you would put that outside, that sign outside of your church on a sign, people would call you an idiot or a fanatic or something to that effect. No, that's, that's not true. Jesus says it's expedient that I go away. And I will send you the Holy Ghost, is what he was saying. It's the Holy Ghost that's going to take you to the other side. The Bible says he don't speak anything of his own. He speaks everything according to the mind or the intent of God's Word. You see, that's where they're one. The Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. That's that substance, that divine substance. He said, we will come and we will take up our abode on the inside of you, bless God. We're living in the most exciting time the world has ever known. It's the time of Holy Ghost leadership and Holy Ghost governing and Holy Ghost guiding. Why? Because the Lord Himself knew human limitations. I'm not saying He couldn't appear where He wanted to appear, but He didn't always do that. He became flesh. He became limited in the same ways we're limited in a lot of ways. But oh, He excelled in His faith. Amen? He excelled in his sanctification. What does that mean? It means he lived every day by the power of the Father. He said, of myself, I can do nothing. But all things are possible through God or through the Father. Pretty powerful. I'm going to go to Acts 13 real quick. Acts chapter 13. And I want to look at verse 1. Now look at this. This was in the days of the apostles. The Lord himself had gone away. He had sent the Holy Spirit. He had sent the Comforter. The Bible says in verse 13, I want three or four verses. And the Bible says in chapter 13 of Acts at verse 1, Now there were in, in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers. But I want to look down to verse number 2. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said. Really, in the Bible, it's not always defined to us as that. But the Bible, really, we know in the days of, especially right after Pentecost, we know the people were living a pretty devout, clean life with the Lord. And let's just leave it at that. They just simply, I believe, Uh, knew God in a greater measure than a lot of us do simply because we have had too much of the world in us and not enough, enough of the world out of us. They ministered to the Lord and fasted, and the Holy Ghost said, He spoke, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereof I have called them. And when they fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. Verse 4, so they being sent forth by the Holy Ghost departed. Now this was in the early days of the apostles. The Holy Spirit was truly speaking. We would say the Lord said to me. I don't know if that's a big, uh, a big difference or not. I'm not going to argue that point whatsoever. But I do like the way it found, it found its way into uh, the book of Acts 
and in our Bible, the Word of God, it says the Holy Ghost says, you ever had the Holy Ghost talk to you? Well, oftentimes, you know, like I said, people say, Lord, 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 you see, Jesus is not walking on the face of this earth today because he has ascended up into heaven, but he said, I will not leave you without help. He said, I will send you the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, to take my place. Amen. So these are truly the days of Holy Ghost leadership. Few want to admit that. These are the days when the Holy Ghost can get right down to the nitty-gritty of what's going on in your life. Few hate to admit that. Most people today don't want the Holy Ghost governing them. They simply don't want the Holy Ghost to know a whole lot about their business. You know what I'm saying, right? I don't always like it myself either. But I know I can become a better man because of it. I can't get from here to there on my own. You see, the Holy Ghost is the operating administer of the church of God in the end of this present age. It is the Spirit that equips the church in the work of the church, period. Put a big old dot behind that. I like the way the, the Internet, if you're using the Internet and you're dot-coming somebody, it's always dot. I always called it period. Period, com. When I first started looking at that and everything, I said, well, what, what's all that all about? What's a WWW all about? I didn't know nothing. I thought there was a world war <laughs> or something, you know. I mean, we're living in different times. But the Holy Ghost is still the same. Can you say amen? We're living from the time that God spoke the world into existence and the Holy Ghost moved upon the intent and the word of the Almighty One, bless God. All throughout the Bible, we see the mighty acts of the Spirit of God. I'm telling you, He was right there when the flood took over and the flood began to take the descendants or the people that was in, made in God's creation only down to eight souls. But it was the Spirit of God that provided a way of escape. In the days of Noah, and I could repeat many other stories to you this morning. I'm going to go to Acts chapter 19 real quick. Acts chapter 19, I just have a couple more places in the Bible, and then I'm, I'm going to call her quits today. I'm going to enjoy some of the, the chicken that, uh, I'm not even going to get that chicken, it looks like to me, until probably around 15 after 1. But you know what, I've had chicken before, and I know how good it is, it's worth waiting on. <laughs> Amen. I don't care if Sam would have sung four or five more songs, he wasn't going to stop me, ain't going to stop me from getting no chicken. I'm going to get fried chicken. There may be a variety of it in there. Amen. I'll sample a little of all of it. If I'm so mine too, you brought it, and I'm going to taste it, bless God. I enjoy life, and I sure enjoy my life in the Holy Ghost, and I enjoy my life as being a church 
member of God in particular, bless God. You need to rise up and know who you are in Christ Jesus. If you got up and you put Jesus on this morning, you're submerged. You're submerged in the Word of God. What else can I say? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You ought to get so drunk on the Spirit that times you get so drunk on the Word of God you can't walk in a straight line. You, you can't say things like you'd like to say because you ain't the one saying them in the first place. The Bible says in Acts chapter 19 verse 1, It came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, and find, found certain disciples. And he said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, We've not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, unto them, Where, What were you baptized? And they said, John. And he said, True, John did baptize, does baptize with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come afterwards, that is, upon the Savior. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord. And when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost came on them. The Holy Ghost came upon them. And the Bible says they spoke in tongues and they prophesied. You want success in your witnessing? Get some more Holy Ghost. You want success in your ministry and the operation of the gifts that God's given you? You want to grow? You want to prevail? Then you want to do it the Bible way. And God has provided to the faithful the Bible way. And I'm going to look and close with 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy. This ought to be an easy one to remember. 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 3, 16. And these are the last couple of verses we'll have in the service today. You worry about things sometimes. You say, I, I don't understand this in the Word. I don't know if that's God's will. Yeah, we've all been there. We'll all go there. But one thing for sure is to know this. Verse 16, 2 Timothy chapter 3. All Scripture is given by what? Inspiration of God. It's God breathed. God breathed His Word. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Why? So that the man of God may be perfectly, may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. You can say the inspiration of God is the Holy Ghost. Amen? So without the Holy Ghost, you would never know the Word. We've talked about that. In fact, if you look in the middle, or in the middle of the word inspiration, you will find spirit. That's, you're going to find that in your Daniel Webster and your Franklin. You're going to find that. The word inspiration. I mean, it just surrounds the spirit. The word means simply, and I went to the dictionary, and the word means to inhale. Literally, all Scripture, you need to inhale that. It means to bring about. It means to come to action. It means divine imparting. This was, this was in the Dan, Daniel Webster. Divine imparting is inspiration. It means divine power, divine knowledge. You see, inspiration is the process through which God communicates his eternal truth is through inspiration. All Scripture is given by inspiration. The writers of the Bible were God's penmen. But they were not God's pen. 
God's pen is the Holy Ghost. The Bible is divine truth. It's expressed, expressed in human language. I mean, just in human language, it's divine truth. So I would say the Bible is divine. I could go on and on and on and on, but I think you get the idea this morning. The Holy Ghost movement needs to be acted upon as if the Holy Ghost is doing something. You know what I'm saying? You won't always. You can't look at somebody. I used to think a long time ago, you look at somebody and you say, well, he, he's got it. She, she ain't got it. She ain't got it. But that lady over there, she, she's got a whole lot of it. But, but I was absolutely wrong. I was wrong. I can't tell by the natural eye. There was those in the, in the Bible days that saw some of the apostles doing some of the things that they wanted to do, and they tried to do them. Didn't end up well with them. But I can guarantee you one thing. If you want to be moving in the right direction, if you want to be headed in the Canaan land, the vicar of Christ is going to take you there, and he's the only way you're going to get there. Amen? The Bible says, If any man hath not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. Sir, get you a piece of chicken on your way out. Sir, it's got to go. We knew that coming in but uh, we want to close the service here today with a word of prayer I have Dustin and perhaps uh, Ruth will come up to the piano and we'll let the ladies get the things ready around the table but I'm just going to say to you this morning had it not been for God's desire it wouldn't none of us been here this morning amen it would have been just more void and darkness, and nothingness. But there's a purpose to why you're here, Laquita. And we're thankful for that this morning. Bless you, Lord.